Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody's supposed to do their thing. 
And the, the the biggest person I feel sorry for is is Barr. You know, Barr is the the new what is he, the district attorney? Attorney general. Attorney general. Now Barr came on air with with no no flaws. He was a regular citizen, wasn't involved with anything. Trump handpicked him to be the attorney general, mm-hmm. and the first thing Trump did was order him to do what he wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. Now he's just as crooked with tar and feathers as Trump is. Mm-hmm. Now how are you going to get a job, and while you're at the interview, the boss tells you all the crap he wants you to do, be as crooked as you can be, when you came in straight. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he put a, a baseball bat to his back and made him crooked, and now this is how he's rolling, and now he's on. Now he's ducking and dodging and slipping and sliding, like Lou Rawls said in a few of his albums. You know, he's just like he he's corrupted, but he came in pure. Oh well, pure as a white man could be. I mean, he came in pure to the job, and now all of a sudden he's all he he's all backwards and upside down, and with the rest of them, with with uh, with uh, the the press what's the the secretary the uh, the the uh, press conference woman uh, oh Sarah Sarah Huckabee Sarah Huckabee Pretty the other chick show. with the blonde hair what's oh, her name Kelly Kelly Conway Kelly is that her name Conway Kelly and Conway. Conway all the people just walking and talking like they got a hole in their back like a damn ventriloquist and Trump is just like hitting their loins and telling them what to do and what to say I mean. And he's just, oh, I put this out. Then he's going to put out a report. I'm just I'm just doing a preempt on this. He puts out a report. 48 hours after the report came out, sends out four pages and tell everybody this is a book report on, on a thing. Like in high school, when you did a book report, mm-hmm. teachers say don't copy the damn book, and everybody copied the book. <laughs> and you got a big-ass E on your paper. Right. You copied the book. <laughs> you copied the book. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, you know, so, I mean, how? What, what are we and then Trump's walking around saying, no collusion, look, 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 like like he's, like, look, I hit a home run, look, I hit a home run. It's just sickness. Yeah. It's, like, amazing. It's, like, I, I don't understand. I, I will not understand. But anyway, the special counsel reported on Russia's interference. The 2016 U.S. presidential election is now um, available and could uh, further sharpen the uh, the partisan divide. Mm-hmm. In nearly two year investigate two years. Isn't that a trip? Two oh, years okay. of hotels, per diem, uh money hotel I mean, can you imagine all the money that Mueller spent with him and his staff and everybody to gather information? Yeah. Taxpayer money after money, just flash a little black card and just keep it moving. Hmm. Nearly yeah. two year investigation into Russia's interference into two thousand sixteen US uh, presidential election including whether anyone tried to uh, tied to President Donald Trump's campaign, cooperated with Russia to get him elected. Came to an end on March 22nd when Special Counsel Robert Mueller delivered his report to U.S. Attorney General William Barr. Okay? Now, two days after receiving the report in late March, which is at least the 24th of March, Barr sent out a four-page summary now, he sends out a four-page summary on a 400-page report, four pages, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. claiming that this was the, the whole synopsis of what he got. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you squeeze out that little bit of juice out of that big-ass grapefruit? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You got a grapefruit the size of basketball, and all I got was a shot glass full of fucking juice? Come on, really? 
Yeah. Really? You can write on the back of a gum wrapper, no collusion. No, I don't understand it, okay? <laughs> That's all he was So on Thursday, the Justice Department uh, live-streamed a press conference before the report released in which Barr... He said there was no no conspiracy no no con- no conspiracy was found between Russians trying to un- undermine our election yada yada yada. Most investigators thought he had led to uh, that would be led to indictment of six Trump advisors, among with uh, 26 Russian nationals, including someone on uh, on charges of hacking. Indictments against 12 of the Russians were tied to uh, malware and all kind of stuff that they found in the report. But nobody was exactly linked. So to go to show that Mueller really didn't even let his balls drag on the ground. You know what I mean? Mm. He kept his, his he kept his balls in a, in a safety harness. You know, oh. so he wouldn't be. He wasn't trying to lose one. Yeah, so he just kind of just you know. So the president wasted no time responding to Barr's initial summary on March 24th. He tweeted, "No collusion, no obstruction. I'm completely <laughs> innocent. I'm totally exonerated." Mm. I repeat, I am totally, totally exonerated. Go sit down. Now, who the hell grown-ass man talks like that? Nobody. He's what a, a punk-ass, young-ass-minded little juvenile. juvenile. Really? Are you kidding me? I tell you, it, although, you know, Mueller's investigation didn't establish conspiracy on the part of the president, it also made no, uh, def- no, no, de- no defiant uh, determination of uh, obstruction of justice. Barr of March 24th letter quotes the Mueller's report as saying that uh, as while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not uh, exonerate him mm. on a matter of obstruction. So, mm. so, what, so, so, so what does that mean? Yeah, that mean? Are we going to pursue that? No, you're not because your your tongue is halfway up his ass. Mm. Anyway, the law doesn't require the Department of Justice to release the report on a special counsel investigation. But the president's indictment, the president indicated on uh, March 20th that uh, he wants to report lease and said, uh, let people see it. Okay? Anyway, what the public won't get to see is because the report involves uh, foreign relations and intelligence gathering, it has some confidential natures involved in it. So classified areas will not be sensitive areas. That could mean national security risks will not be shown, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, the Washington Post reported that the Mueller report will only be lightly uh, redact. Okay? <laughs> uh, what we know about the redaction at at at, at his Thursday uh, morning press conference about the release of the Mueller report, Barr said, and he didn't say much this morning, believe me, or yesterday morning, he didn't say that there was any limited redaction in, in the reversion, revision of the report and that it would be released to Congress and the public and that uh, it will clearly be labeled. He went on to explain that there were four categories of redaction in the report, uh, grand jury material, information that would disclose uh, sensitive sources, uh, information that would impair other cases, and information that would imply to the privacy. But who cares about all these levels of redaction? When you redacted, that means you took a a black Sharpie and blacked it out. So whether you blacked it out for reason A, B, C, or D, it's still blacked out, and we can't read it. So who cares about, well, it was blacked out on this level and on that level. You can't read it. But they're saying that, that they did that because of the... High security and all that. I'm yeah, like, but what I'm saying is what difference does it make? 
right. it's still blacked yeah. out. It's yeah. redacted. Right. So once you redact yeah. it, you redacted it. It's blacked out. It is not legible why to be even, read. Why even talk about it? Yeah. So I exactly, care. who cares on what level right. it was redacted? Right. I got you. That's so silly. Well, as detailed by the New York Times, 32 people have been charged with crimes by Mueller, including 26 Russian nationalists mm. who are unlikely to stand, who are unlikely to stand trial. <laughs> they they were in Russia yeah. some damn where. Those indicted include uh, charges against uh, 12 Russian hackers mm. alleged to have been uh, behind cyber attacks in 2015 against the Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, National Committee, and other 13 Russians who uh, who were spreading um, disinformation on social media mm. using um, Facebook mm-hmm. as their backdrop in order to, to get information on people and what have you. Um, people like uh, Michael Finn, uh, Paul Manafort, people that, that, that lied during a political situation. It's just it's a mess. It and on top of all that, um, the Attorney General gave them a, like, but uh, gave them maybe nine minutes on TV Thursday morning and then walked off the press conference. <laughs> like he was upset and pissed off at everybody and just walked out. So, you know, it, it, all the media that lined up for this, all the preparation of it, and then this guy, like I said, Barr, who had no bad reputation for anything, now he has nestled himself behind Donald Trump so close that if Donald Trump farts, he will blow his head off. Mm-hmm. And now you have bashed yourself into Donald Trump's lies and deceit. And just like anybody else, you're another one of his guinea pigs who's tarred and feathered, just like he is. Mm-hmm. And it's sad how a person can take their reputation, their life, their clean living family, and get behind a damn crook like that and just be so worried about Trump and his money and his so-called power that they would just relinquish everything they stand for as a man. That is a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I tell you, these well, people... That just goes to show you that people, people have their price. Right. Yep. These people are being really. It's all about the doctor. These people, mm-hmm. Trump is really Shanghaiing a lot of people, and when this is all over in the next four years, we get reelected. They will see that. Damn, no, why did I give? He does on? not get yeah. reelected. Well, he we'll see not. what happens. No. <laughs> we'll see what but, happens. But to me, this opens up a whole nother can of worms. Saying, talking about kind of his reputation and and what lengths he will go to to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. So why would I vote for somebody like that? You know. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that right. You're gonna gain some, you're gonna lose some. There's a lot of people that are so ignorant out there that they will go with whatever he says because they don't know no better. Just you know, he's just, just like him then. Mm-hmm. Just ignorant. But a, a lot of that stuff, he's he's being protected because he is the president. If he wasn't in that president position, he would have been. He would he was gone to jail. Yeah, well, he's so, got he's got about is, a show. Yeah, I agree. That presidency is protecting him. So, but anyway, that's a whole other chapter. <laughs> well, well, I got another one for you. Another hot topic. Uh, you know, this week is, I believe, it's this week is the anniversary, twentieth anniversary of the Columbine. Columbine. Um, Columbine. I keep wanting to call him Columbine. Mm-hmm. Columbine mass shooting, school shooting. Mm-hmm. Well, this week there was this uh, 18-year-old woman. Her name was Sol Pais. I still don't believe she was 18. I know. It's hard to believe. She looked yeah, a lot older than old. 18. But anyway, this woman was uh, suspected of making threats against several Denver, Denver area schools, including Columbine. 
so as it turns out on Wednesday, she was found dead. Oh. Now the FBI and everybody was out. They had launched this massive manhunt or woman hunt mm-hmm. to track her down because uh, of these threats getting out. And then the next report we hear is that she has been found dead mm-hmm. of allegedly a mm-hmm. self-inflicted gun wound. Yeah, she was tits up like a bull. Well, that's interesting. I'm not gonna touch that. Yeah. <laughs> The visual is more than enough for me. So authorities had been tipped off to the campground where she had been located in the um, Arapahoe National Forest by a rideshare driver who dropped her off there. And federal and local enforcement teams were waiting until daylight on Wednesday to expand the search to try to find her. So as they had conducted this conducted this uh, this search for her, uh, and she came up from Florida. They said that they had found, like, I think it was two or three one-way tickets. She had purchased a gun that she did buy legally there in Colorado. Um, They tracked down her um, social media site where she had some morbid kind of website. So I guess it was, like, all about death and her. They said she was obsessed with with Columbine. Crazy. And other, you know, mass killings like that. So she wasn't even born. No, this all happened before she was born. If she is really 18, this would have happened two years before she was born. Crazy. So she had traveled to Colorado from uh, Miami on Monday night. She bought a pump-action shotgun and ammunition shortly after she arrived. I don't even know why they sell those kind of things, but she bought it legally. In one day? Yep. And then she bought three one-way flight tickets on consecutive days, which is what made them wonder, like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. How are you going to fly somewhere that's one way on three consecutive days? That's like a one-way ticket to New York on Monday, a one-way ticket on Tuesday, and a one-way ticket on Wednesday. I guess, I don't know. I'm, yeah, unless you plan to drive back. You mean and then, she was, her ticket was one way back to her? Where she came from? Well, it doesn't say. That's what I was thinking, but maybe not. It says she bought three one-way flight tickets on consecutive days, which raised alarm bells for investigators. So I'm thinking if she bought it one way going and one way coming back, that would not seem suspicious. But all three of them were going the same. My guess is if when they said it raised suspicion, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that it must have been like one way going mm-hmm. to one direction each right. time, three consecutive days, that does look suspicious. But what form of payment did you use? They did not say. I mean, that's when it gets deep. It's like, right. it's a Visa, American maybe, Express, maybe, what do you connect it to? Where do you get your money? That's, you know what? I was just going to get into that when she finished the article. But That's all I have, you know. But she uh, know what happened. We can talk about it, but, you know, for them to say they found her dead right. of a self-inflicted gun wound, Right. Sounds a little yeah, suspicious. I think them yeah. cops said, no, we don't even But that could have been um, her out. You ain't going to trial. Like, like she could have, you know, gotten to her destination, and then, well, Monday, maybe that wasn't a good time to go, and then Tuesday, so she was ready to go either those oh, days. whichever day she could get out. Right. She had her one-way ticket. Right, so she was already ready. Okay. And then which was probably why they said it looks suspicious. Right, right because the anniversary is not till. Friday, Friday today, yeah. Yeah. Mhm. But um, like Papa was saying, where do these people get their money from? Now she got her, she got three tickets, 
Mm-hmm. And she bought a Got gun. And I'm like, and then you have to have somewhere to live. from Miami. How would you pay for the gun? Right. You have to have somewhere to live, somewhere to stay. Yeah, I don't know where yeah, she Yeah, where you stand. But, I mean, this is. You know, and she was 18. Now, the, the authorities did she go to her parents' house, and her father spoke through the door. He didn't want to open the door. What did he say? Did he basically say? said something like, I don't really know. I don't know anything. I don't understand, you know, what happened. So basically, Dad was acting like I don't know nothing about She's crazy nothing. Crazy a bit, but I don't uh, don't ask me nothing. I don't know nothing. going, um, you know, in the garage. They don't know anything about that, and I don't know. But like you said, where are these people getting this money from? Unless they are going on, because ISIS they do provide um money sometimes. You know, if you claim that you are um, in with ISIS or a terrorist group, mm-hmm. they'll start sending you money. You know. Yeah, you know, for the call, so to speak, you know. So she could have gotten into the gun owner. The gun shop owner said that they did a background investigation and nothing came up. Yeah, he even put a paper out saying, yeah, well, I'll see, here, here, here. Okay, so you wanted that $400 so bad for that gun. Well, how long is that? I don't know. But, see, I think all they check for is stuff like do you have uh, any warrants? Or do you have an, a record? Or well, may take about are a you day. a felon or something like that? Yeah, but when you come in there with a Florida license, now you gotta have a driver's license. Or something. She came up from Florida. She came from Miami and brought the gun in in Colorado. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Now, even when I go, months. even when I go yeah. to rent a U-Haul truck in another city, they ask me, "Do I have a local address?" Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's because of my. But she couldn't get away with saying it was for hunting, not a pump action, pump whatever it is, gun. Thirty thirty pump. That wasn't shotgun. like a shotgun. It's just that, you know, it all has to do. You know, it all has to do. It all has to do with the conversation. Yeah, has to do with the guy selling it, mm-hmm. how flirtatious he was, mm-hmm. what she wore that day, how vulnerable he was. Then he's a yeah. well, everything checked out. Yeah, even your Johnson. The way you you your shit got rock hard when she wore that little midriff outfit, and you were just well, just never know. Yeah, you're not. right. You never know. <clears throat> All right, we're gonna keep it moving. All right. Well, we got another crazy. Sorry to, to bring mm-hmm. up more crazies. The um, New York City Cathedral suspect. What? This guy. He trying to set the cathedral on fire. This was a college um, philosophy teacher was arrested after um, entering St. Patrick's Cathedral carrying two cans of gasoline, lighter fluid, and butane lighters. They had also been arrested in New Jersey uh, Cathedral this week and had booked on Thursday flight to Rome. See, where do people get this money from? They got to be, <laughs> I'm telling you, they got to be going to these organizations. Somebody sponsored them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His name is uh, Mark Leparolo. Well, you said he was a college professor. Yeah. Okay. And he um, taught at um, Layman College. And uh, he was 37, so he's facing charges including attempted arson and reckless endangerment. Mm. So um, it happened just days after the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris was um, ravaged by a fire. So... I mean, he's oh, he got excited when he saw that and decided I'm gonna go burn down a cathedral. A lot of people just want attention. He was he was uh. a part-time teacher, an online instructor, and the um, spokesperson, uh, Sarah Ramsey, she says we are aware that an individual was arrested last night after an incident at the um, St. Patrick's Cathedral. The individual was hired 
uh, Lehman College uh, during this academic year. He was a part-time online instructor um, for the semester. So we are taking the appropriate steps to terminate the individual's employment with the college. So you got to go. You're taking the appropriate steps? (laughs) All you got to say is you're fired. Yeah, but check this out. So it goes on to say when he entered the church, he was confronted by a security officer who notified um, counter-terrorism officers standing outside. And this guy, um, Leporello, he told the officers his car was out of gas and headed into a direction away from where he was parked. So, you know, he, he was scoping so that was out already. So explanation of why he either smelled like gas or was carrying gas? Probably. But, you know, my thing okay. is you, you need to, you know, call folks on the carpet. <sighs> Like, what are you doing in this area? What are you doing with a gas can? So he just said he ran out of gas. So that's, There's too many nuts on the loose. It It is. I agree with you on that. So what do we want to do about this mental illness? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. And it just seemed like he was just a copycat. He just mm-hmm. you know, wanted to be seen, I guess. I think that's the biggest thing. People with mental illness, they have never been seen before. And, okay, I'm here <coughs> now, you know. So they don't care if they end up in jail or in a, in a mental hospital. They just want to be, like, in the news. They want somebody to know their name. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the hot topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go first on the hit it and quit it headlines. All right. Yeah, I want to talk about my people. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my wine lovers. Uh-oh. What they doing? My people. They are raising money for uh, rebuilding Notre Dame. They have raised in London almost a million dollars just in one day. Mm -hmm. These are the deep pocket wine lovers in London. Raised almost a million dollars on Wednesday Mm -hmm. um, to help rebuild Notre Dame's cathedral. Uh, Sotheby's auctioned off 25 five-bottle cases from one of the world's most prestigious wine producers, uh-huh. Chateau Montan, okay. So the Wednesday event was the second of three charity wine auctions from the famed winemaker. Mm-hmm. Back in April, Sotheby's sold the first 25 of the cases that they call Chateau Montan, Rothschild, Versailles celebration cases in Hong Kong, and they made 900000 on those. Wow. 25 cases of wine. Jesus. They brought in 900000 at auction. So the last of the auctions is going to take place in New York on May 4th. So mm-hmm. if you want to get in on that action. I know you're going to be there very wine. be up in New York <laughs> on May 4th to be at that auction. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, they were trying to raise money to restore the Palace of Versailles, which is one of France's most opulent uh, former royal residences. Yeah. But... Since the situation happened at Notre Dame with the fire, they decided to change course and direct the money to help rebuild the cathedral. Wow. So shout out to the deep pocket wine lovers of London, raising a million dollars just on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they really said, let's put our minds to it and raise some money. I know. That's, that's, that's excellent. Yeah, they're doing their thing. What wine can do, huh? Some of wine. Nothing wrong with a fine bottle of wine. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to kick it over to you, Papa Diddy. What do you got for us? Well, 
let's see, several Red Red Sox who won the uh, World Series last year. Mm-hmm. They're declining to go uh, visit Trump, which is, <laughs> and that's so strange because the Red Sox is very, uh, you know, how Boston is, please. Oh, that's Boston. Yeah, that's Boston. Yeah, oh. believe it or not. But the main leader on that is David Price, who's one of their star pitchers, who's an African American male. Red Sox uh, pitcher David Price said Thursday that uh, he would not be participating in the World Series winning team visiting the White House next month, joining several of his teammates uh, who were intrude in a tradition which uh, has become highly politicized over President Donald Trump. According to Maisie Baseball Network reporter John Heyman, Price cited that baseball season as his reason to not participate in the visit on May 9th which had been rescheduled because of the government shutdown earlier this year. So everything got pushed back on the schedule. Several other Red Sox players announced that they would not go, including uh, the American League MVP Mookie Betts, who was very good, and uh, Raphael Devers and uh, Jackie Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, The first did not specify his reason. And the latter of the two said that they, they politically did not play a role in that in their decision. Hector Vasquez, who is from Mexico, said earlier this month that he does not plan to go because he does he does not want to disrespect his Mexican fans. Okay, okay I made the choice not to go because, uh, as you know, the president has said a lot of stuff about Mexico. This is what Hector. Vasquez said. He told uh, MassLive.com through a translator. He can't speak English. And I have a lot of people in Mexico. He's. I have a lot of people in Mexico that are fans of me. That follow me. <laughs> okay. And I am from there, so I would rather not offer anyone over there the pity of me visiting the current president. Donald J. Trump. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, a few others, including team manager Alice Costa, who said that uh, they are undecided. Undecided? Yeah. Costa, <laughs> now, Costa is either a, going or you're not. is a, a native of Puerto Rico. Mm, wow. He condemned Trump for his his uh, his business toward, uh, toward the earthquake, toward the uh, tornado that destroyed, the hurricane, hurricane yeah. that mm-hmm. destroyed uh Puerto Rico, oh, wow. and asked about the team visiting in January, and, uh, and 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 Trump said, we'll see what happens. He wanted to go while the stuff was going on so he could talk about that, but Trump said, we'll see what happened, and it never happened. He explained that he was considering uh, what kind of platform am I going to have to go, am I going to have to plead to the president about the Puerto Rican white of way, and uh, if he decides to attend. So he's on the fence too. Yeah, so. don't go. The whole the whole Boston Red Sox thing is. Uh, wow. I think when you're a team, you should go in unison. If you're gonna go, or you're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, some people you know they want to stay on the right side of white, so yeah. you know the deal on that. Well, I applaud those who spoke up and said, you know what? Normally, team means everybody, like what you said. However, if something the team is doing goes against the grain of my moral fiber. <laughs> I cannot get with you. I got you. Y'all will have to go without me. Mm-hmm. We can play as a team, but if we're going to do something that I think right. is immoral, we cannot stand as a team. I guess it's almost like um, the politics and, and religion. So you, can't mix, you can't mix the two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sports and 
you know, your values and morals. Sometimes you can't mix those two. You stand for something real strong. So Yeah, I can respect that. You're right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we're going to get into, um, there, there was an error. It was um, $2 billion. $2 billion? $2 billion. Um, This $2 guy, he's throwing some hanky-panky here. This guy, Eddie um, Lampert. Oh, okay. The chairman uh, of Sears. Uh, Sears Holdings Corp. is suing its former chairman, Eddie Lampert, alleging the billionaire stripped the once iconic retailer more than $2 billion in assets oh. during his reign. See, he had this um this um Lampert's Hedge Fund, ESL. Mm-hmm. So the lawsuit was filed um, in U.S. Um, bank, bankruptcy court uh, of the district in um, New York. It also names former Sears directors, um, U.S. Treasury Stephen Nunchin. He was executive at the Lambert Hedge Fund, uh, ESL. Um, Lampert salvaged the company by acquiring what was left of its assets in a court-approved auction through an affiliate of um, ESL in February. So unsecured creditors had tried to unblock the sale. I remember that, maintaining that Lampert was to blame for the company's downfall. Um, A 110-page lawsuit cited sales or spinoffs of key assets that were alleged um, used to line Lampert's own pockets and that of his hedge fund. Um, Lampert caused more than $2 billion um, of assets to be transferred to himself and Sears, other shareholders, and beyond the reach of Sears creditors. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lampert, who merged Sears and Kmart in 2005, now see, all his doing, he steered Sears into Chapter 11 um, bankruptcy protection in October. The company's corporate parent had 687 stores and 68,000 employees at the time of the bankruptcy filing. Before the sale, Lampert personally owned 31% of Sears' outstanding stock, and his hedge fund has an 18.5% stake. Um, He stepped down as CEO in October after serving the role since 2013. This mofo got what he wanted. You know, out the deal. He done created this hedge fund, and he's transferring money over to that. So that's what he used to try to get the leverage on buying Sears. So I understand now why they said, no, we don't want you to have no part of it. Because you done stole the money from us, you know, trying to buy them back. I mean, come on now. Am I right, Papa? That's right. That's what it sounds like to me. Be careful who you put in charge of stuff and That's the power they have and the knowledge they have. That's what it is. And that was just dirty. You don't care. But you you did mention, Papa, that what Kmart was going under? Mm-hmm. And why would he merge the two? See, he because already, he knew that they right. both were having problems. And he can nibble off the two of them at the same time. Yeah. They may have been going under, but she was still coming there shopping. Right. At the end of the day, they still had till they turned in. I mean, it was just a mess. Yeah. So why would you merge, to, you know, into a company that's getting ready to go down under? Mm-hmm. And then Walmart came in and just crapped on Keep all everybody, of them. But, yeah. yeah. But I have to say, uh, Walmart, um, I think Target, you know, it's kind of similar to Walmart, but they were one of the first to come in the quote-unquote urban areas. Um, they were smaller targets or whatever, but they saw that it was it was a um, good bang for their money, you know, in the urban areas in the cities. 
Because who, who would ever think that Walmart or Target would be in the city? You yeah, that's true. Used to seeing them out there in Maryland with a parking lot and out in that. Yeah. Well, Target was Target basically was a um, Target was a uh, up, upgrade of the Walmart? of the of the old school uh, conglomerates. See, some of your bigger conglomerates really were in areas like Philadelphia, for example. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia had stores; they had department stores that were so big. You, you saw about four department stores in in, in, in Philadelphia. And Sears was big too. Mm-hmm. Sears Roebuck is what it was called originally. Sears Sears and Roebuck. Mm-hmm. And they also had something called Lit Brothers. They had Gimbals. Roberta Gimbals. Uh, they had uh, John Wanamaker's. Okay. Which was another store. Did they ever have Bradley's? No, Bradley's wasn't in Philly. But Philly had another store. Uh, and Philly had another store, which was called uh, Strawbridge and Clovier. Okay. But then, but then Strawbridge and Clovier broke off, mm-hmm. and they and then Clover went on their own. You ever heard a store oh, okay. called Clovers? Mm-mm. Clover went on their own by itself. So Lip Brothers, Strawbridge and Clovier's, John Wanamaker's. And Gimbal's, those were major, major stores. But are they major still stores? No, they're not. They're not. But they're artifacts. Are if you go downtown in Philly and look up, you'll see new buildings. But Lip Brothers still have their staple right. of of their thing. Gimbal's, John Wanamaker's is right behind. John Wanamaker's used to have a uh, Christmas display every year. These were major department stores. Almost running with Macy's. They they taught Macy's the the, the way of life, right. and Macy's always had their thing. But Macy's wasn't always big. They were just popular. Right. It was a short name everybody knew, and they were new New York market. Plus they had the good windows. Yeah, Not just like another company wrong. too is is uh, Chase Chase Bank. Mm-hmm. You know, Chase is another bank that's in New York. I always tell people that if you got real money, mm-hmm. you'll you'll mm-hmm. use Chase. Chase. You'll use Chase. Mm-hmm. Chase won't even let you go in there and cash a check. If I wrote you a check on my Chase account, you couldn't cash unless you had a Chase account. That's how deep they are. You would have to deposit it. You couldn't go in there and just cash. They don't. They don't use foot they don't traffic. Want to take their money. They don't want to now. Now other banks are following that law now, where you can't go in there and make deposits in other people's accounts well, and all that. You know they that charge now? you. They charge you. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, but everything banks are doing. Everything banks are doing now that they that they deem new, mm-hmm. Chase been like that forever because right. Chase has always held. Old if you money. look up people like Oprah and all them got money in Chase. Yeah, they old. That's Believe old me, money. old money. Yeah, Chase yeah. is big. Yeah, I never heard of that store, Lip Brothers. Yeah, Lip Brothers, Gimbals, Strawberries, Strawberries and Clovers. Yeah. Strawberries and Clovers was down on the suburbs. I that, know a couple of Lip Brothers, but no, yeah. I, never, I don't think they own the store. Well, I'm not talking about brothers. Oh. Brothers. I'm not talking about brothers you've dated. I'm talking about I mean, brothers. I a couple of lit brothers. I'm not talking about lit brothers that you hung out with. Oh. Ever heard of um, Gabriel's? Uh, vaguely, yeah, I've heard of uh, another. Yeah, another another was was uh, Cress's, S.S. Cress's. Yes, uh, yeah, I and, that yeah, and another store. Yeah, store. and another store. Uh, um, I forget it was big down in Virginia. It was called. Uh, uh, I remember Raleigh. Uh, Remember Raleigh's haberdasher, haberdasher, Montgomery Ward. Mm-hmm. Montgomery oh, yeah. Ward was Everybody like. Everybody remembers Montgomery, Montgomery Ward. Ward was like Sears. Yeah, they yeah. did TVs they Sears. and electronics. Yeah, they did. Yeah, TVs and electronics. And also, I worked for an electronics store called Silo, 
S-I-L-O. They went out of business. And let me tell you, they were the same way. When you talk about the story you did with um, with the way that person Sears is taking money, mm-hmm. Silo went out of business. Mm-hmm. And I still have a few Silo TVs because when they went out of business, the liquidation was so powerful that the manager told us to just go for broke. Just mm-hmm. just go for you paid a little bit, but you had to pay once. But imagine if we didn't have to pay but imagine what he was going through. Why? And they would put TVs in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then you go to wow. dumpster and the day get it from it was just a mess. I mean I it, but it's not like it is today. You can't do that today. Right. Nobody can really go in and really get today because and it's just it's a different world. It's a it different is. world. Nobody's giving anybody anything nope. today. It's a whole nother thing. The, the charity, I, the guy was in Burger King, said he threw a bunch of, I asked his breakfast still going, he said, no, nah, we just threw that away. I said, why you didn't get to the homeless? Oh, we don't do that. We just throw it in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. So, it's, it's just too so much many things. Take. Yeah, it's too much retake. If a homeless person gets sick, Right. Yeah. company for right. being down. Saying, if they could, they probably would, mm-hmm. but right. we would need a whole other program. He said we threw away, he he said yeah. we threw away eggs, croissants, we threw away a bunch of uh, hash browns. <laughs> like, I said, my man, it was only 20 after 11. I said, damn, bro, can I go around a dumpster and give a something? Had, had to go. Uh-huh. If you got the heart. Man, but anyway. But anyway, uh, let's keep it moving. Yeah, moving on. Uh, well, what's popping? Well, let's talk about a few things. Uh, okay. First of all, let's talk about Robert Kraft. Oh, boy. Robert Kraft, as we all know, oh, if, you, if you open up your pantry in your kitchen, <laughs> half the stuff in there belongs to him. Well, now. This man's got, he's got, he's got your, 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 which my favorite, he's got ranch dressing. <laughs> he's got my, he's, I don't eat that crap. He's got his uh, macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. He's poisoning the kids with that crap. Oh, uh, no, that, 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 it's, it's horrible. That it's man. horrible. Uh, but Kraft's got everything. He's got everything. He also owns Nabisco, which is one of my people, because I'm I'm a big uh, Nabisco grand cracker. I eat uh-huh. grand crackers, and Nabisco is owned by Kraft. So anyway, Kraft got caught. Um, you know, he he got caught with it. <laughs> his dick was in his watch pocket, so oh, to speak. Boy. If you reach in your watch pocket, your watch pocket is usually on your pants. Some people call it a secret pocket on jeans. A little pocket on top of your regular pocket. And when you wear a vest, oh, that's vest, what that's for. Yeah, it's for your watch, your pocket watch. It goes ah. in a little pocket right there on top of your regular pocket. That's your watch pocket. Also, when you wear a vest, they call the pockets on the vest watch pocket. Well, but, but Robert Kraft got caught with his dick in his watch pocket. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> now. Anyway, uh, anyway, he he uh, he. Right now, he was fighting it. His people was fighting for the video not to come out. But the strange thing about the video, here's the deal. The the place where Donald, what Donald, I got Donald in my mind. <laughs> the place where Robert Kraft was busted at, they said they had to shake down the place because of some type of uh, a gas leak or something. Is that what they it was some type of gas leak or yeah, some they type came of... Up with some fabricated reason. It was a gas... They said it was a gas leak. Pour it out. Uh-huh. They said it was some type of a gas leak in that uh-huh. shopping center, and they had to go in there. They had to send the uh, company in there to... Um, uh-huh. They had to send the company in there to um, to check out the leak in there. But oh, when really? all the people, when all the... <laughs> When all the masseuses and everybody evacuated the place, the police went in there mm. and put up cameras and everything. And then they said everything was all clear. 
So they told they told the oh, police. Oh, Operation Sting. It was a sting. Yeah, gotcha. so in order to get everybody out of there, they said it was a gas leak or something in there. Gotcha. Now I may be wrong, but I know there was something to yeah, have they came them. Up with some story. Some story okay. to have them evacuate. I got gotcha. it. Now. Okay. The whole time, Robert Kraft's people, and he's got money as long as as Lake Pontchartrain. If you've been to New Orleans, you'll know where Lake Pontchartrain is. He's got money as long as Lake Pontchartrain to stop it, but it's not going to work because in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see the video. They're going to black it out, but they're going to show video of him giving him money and the masseuse giving him a happy ending. At the end of his, end of his uh, yeah, massage. Okay. Yeah. So that's coming down the pike. So be on the lookout for that. Not that you want to look out pike. for that little three inches of white steel between his legs. But, uh, you know, but anyway, that's coming down. That's coming down. Yeah, it's so embarrassed, I guess. Uh, another thing that I want to issue on here is the fact that uh, Donald Trump and his master's mind and all his people behind him they're going to now here now now we just did a story how a lot of people don't want to go to the White House, but Donald Trump with his mastermind, show you how he does things times ten to make up for the negative four. He's going to give Tiger Woods a medal. Oh my God! Called the Medal of Freedom, which is the highest medal you can give to a civilian. Because of his comeback winning the Nationals on Sunday. Donald now, do Donald Trump is doing that, in my opinion, because he has a bunch of golf courses. He knows that Donald, he knows that ah. Tiger Woods was the one that brought golf back on the map. So therefore, why would you not honor the number one guy who's allowing, who's making black people and everybody else go golf? A lot of these country clubs got opened up their doors to black people sure. and to everybody else nowadays That's if you want to pay the bills. Wow, yeah. Okay, so look out for the next couple of weeks for Donald Trump to be uh, at the White House. He's going to go get that. I don't blame him. Somebody give me a medal of freedom. <laughs> I hope he came with a check. I'd go get that. I'd go get that award my damn self. So, so Tiger Woods is going to be awarded the medal of freedom uh, in order to, you know, which is the same award that uh, Barack gave to uh, Biden and a few other people. I gave, think he gave it to Tom Hanks, a couple other people. And it's rightly so, you know, but Trump, Trump has an alternative motive behind it. But but rightly so with, with, with Tiger because Tiger Woods at one time was golfing and dropped down on his knees because his back was hurting. Rumor has it that his wife, when she chased him out of the house and they were chasing each other in the two Escalades, and she hit him with the with the golf club, like and, and severed one of his little discs in his back, and hit him right there where it messed up his whole golf swing. But with modern medicine, it was able to put him back in perspective and everything. Yeah. And for him to win the Masters Sunday was very very good. I mean, I watched it myself. Very it was very very emotional because, and plus he was caught on a DUI. Remember he was in California on DUI. He was oh, in yeah. Florida at the time, and they they gave him a drug test. He had all kinds of pills in him and everything, because right, right. his wife moved to Europe and took the children with her. Right, right. He was so, medicated. And, and he was he, he was, was messing with the girl, the skier. Yeah, they said he wasn't drinking. He was he, on medication. He was messing with the skier. But she probably left because... And then all these other chicks and everything, so he was out there. He was doing all kinds. He was jacking his pud, doing all kinds of shit, you know. Yeah. During, the, during his time of, uh, you know, doing <laughs> torment, you know. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, you know, whatever that means. Okay. So, oh, you know. Yeah. So, but, but 
prevailed. But he, so. but he prevailed. I mean, yeah. winning the Masters yeah. is major. And yeah. the, sad, the beautiful thing about it, and I'll close on this, is that when you're, when you, in life, you know, and if, if you look at life, I mean, I think I have risen to a, a certain pinnacle of life where I can look back at age groups and, and different decades of people behind me. People like Tiger Woods and Whitney Houston, I use them too as a firm example. These are people that were so exceptional in their craft that so many people learned from them. Tiger Woods won the Masters Sunday. He beat a bunch of people that learned how to play golf from him. And they were following him and when the, the, the when and I, I looked at the, the when I looked at the Masters and I saw that serious look on his face. He wasn't smiling. Around the, the from the 13th hole to the 18th hole, Tiger was not smiling. He on a Sunday red shirt like he always does, and he was not smiling. I mean, he was, was that good or bad? He was concentrated. He was, he was concentrated. He was focused. He had his regular Tiger Woods look on him, and everybody around him, you know, and the other guys were messing up. A couple guys hit the same ball he hit, and they went in the water. There was, uh, I think, the 13th hole. They shot it, and it went in the drink. Bloop. Other guy, boop, and Tigers went over almost near the hole. So he got three shots ahead of everybody. And once he was three shots ahead of everybody, he said it's on. He positioned himself so well. When he got to the 18th hole, he had five chances to get in the hole. And he hit on the fifth because he went one, two, three. And the fourth, he missed it. And the fourth, the last, last one, he was right next to it. And he just tapped it in and won. Hmm. But. He saw behind him, and it's so interesting on your job. Anybody who works for a living on a job where it's retail or whatever, you look at the while when you've been there for a while, you see who you train. You know what I mean? And you see how cocky they can be. And you taught them. You say, see that joke over there? I taught them. You know what I mean? And he acting like he the shit. And everything he knows, he learned from me. And that's how these different golfers work. And... Tiger prevailed, and, and Donald Trump's going to give him a Medal of Freedom yeah. award, so look for it over the next couple of weeks, okay. and which is good, just is good, but he's going to, because he got golf courses, and he wants to keep them going, and he right. knows Tiger Woods is the main dude. Well, just as long as uh, y'all present, stay on script. Don't say nothing stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can't help himself. Right. If he opens his mouth, something's going to I'd give a big time. applause for Tiger Woods. Yeah, his son was there too. That his was son was there. His daughter was there, and yeah. it his just you know. Shy, it's been what eight years since he won the last Masters? No, more than eight years. Last time he won was like 2008. Oh, 2008. Like I was thinking it was eight, eight. years. No, 2008. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nine, ten, about ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. Fact, his daughter's born in 2007. His daughter was one years old when he won, mm-hmm. and his son wasn't even born. Wow. He's born 2009. So the two people there weren't even born when he won last. But that was his fourth, that was his fifth time winning the Masters. He won the Masters five times. Yeah, that's sweet. His mother was there too. That was really nice. I'm yeah, his mother was there. His wife, she's in in Ireland. I, I think. Only knew. She's so cute. His mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. He favors her so much. Mhm. Yeah, in the face. Yeah. Yep. All and right. And they show him how he hugged his father and then hugged his son. Oh, the last time, time he won, passed. his yeah. father died at the last one. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very emotional. Well, thank so. you, Papa. That's what's possible. Good, yeah. Good job, uh-huh. Papa Dee. Oh, 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 you don't think I can do it yet? <laughs> I say good job. You're going to lighten it up a little Give bit. Give me a raise. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
You talking about raise your glass? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're sure. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get into the weird news. As Kettle said, we're going to lighten it up. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Let me tell you about this situation in Florida. This man who has plenty of money, he spent $8 million buying an island earlier in the month, is now being accused of stealing $300 of stuff from Kmart. <laughs> he just a like, what? You just bought an $8 million island. Why are you stealing in Kmart? They ran no more money. Maybe not. They dried up. Well, this is what had happened. Okay. Officers for the Key West Police Department arrested 59-year-old Andrew Lippy on last Saturday on a felony charge of grand theft of $300 to under 5000 Authorities said between March 30th and April 5th, Lippy stole $300.59 worth of goods from his local Kmart, which included a Keurig coffee maker, a Hamilton Beach coffee maker, eight light bulbs, a bed skirt. <laughs> I don't know what, what's I'm happening. Trying to furnish something. I don't know why you need two coffee makers. Anyway, police say that Lippy bought the items but then allegedly returned the original boxes with other things in the boxes. Mm. For instance, one box that supposedly held the $165 Keurig coffee maker had a basketball inside of it while a used coffee maker replaced the new Hamilton Beach model in the other box. Hmm. Lippy denied stealing the items and said that uh, the police said that when they asked Lippy about the Keurig coffee machine being replaced by a basketball, he said the clerk should have realized it was no coffee machine by the weight of the box. Hmm. So now you're going to blame the clerk and say you should have known that. Right. <laughs> the uh, arresting officer said that he asked Lippy about the light bulbs and he said he returned the light bulbs because he paid too much for them, and uh, he has no idea how they got switched. <laughs> he had light no, bulbs. Mm. He doesn't know. So he got released on bond, mm. and the arrest happened a week after he purchased an island off of Key West for $8 million. Mm. 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 He said, I think I'll be living there on the island for a while. As <laughs> <laughs> we should have done in the first place. Strange. Sound like a club, though. Yeah, that's why it's the weird news. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, okay. I got my... This, now, this is a very unusual. And I've never heard this type of bee either. Doctors discover four bees in a woman's left eye living off her tears. Wow. It sounds unbelievable, yep, but doctors in Taiwan have removed four bees embedded in a woman's left eye. The 29-year-old patient went um, to Fuying University Hospital last month because of severe pain in that eye. Doctors discovered the tiny bees feeding off the moisture in her tear ducts. Wow. Okay. Under the microscope, I slowly slowly pulled them out one after another. This is the doctor saying. Mm. The patient, um, who was only identified as... um, her last name was he, said the ordeal began um, when she was plucking weeds um, around a gravestone. She said she rinsed that, um, she rinsed what she thought was sand in her eyes, but the left eye was heavily swollen by the time she got home. So the bees that um, hung removed were alive. They were still alive? They were alive. Um, they're called sweat bees because um, they feed on sweat and tears from humans and animals. 
Oh. And they rarely sting. So she said, um, the doctor said that she did a good thing because she had her contact lenses on, um, you know, because you don't rub your eyes if you have your contact lenses on. But if she would have rubbed her eyes, um, they have some type of venom would have come out um, and, and might have, um, you know, poisoned her. Gee, that's what I said. So, um, that's, and that's weird. That is truly weird. Yeah. So they removed live bees live from bees, her eyes. One by one. Four of them. That is crazy. I'm surprised they didn't sting it. They must don't have a regular stinger or something on them. They must not look like a regular, like mm-hmm. a honeybee or a bumblebee or something I like would have that. to look those up because if they live off of certain things like the sweats and the tears, they can't have stingers because the stingers, one has bees, they sting the honey to get it, right? Right, Papa? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I know the bees do their pollination thing, right, right. extract nectar, and these right. live. But that's what I said. They have the, the little uh-huh. needle on their nose or whatever to get it. Oh, to yes. extract the nectar, right? And extract but sweat and tears. Right. So I'm, I'm assuming they wouldn't have any. Um, those, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. okay. That's all the weird news, like you said. There you go. Okay, Papa. What's your weird news? I got here that a dentist vows to uh, put a racy Easter display back up. Really? This happened in Clinton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. This is reported by the Associated Press. A New Jersey dentist who uh, created a racy Easter display <laughs> is vowing to put it back up know, after a female neighbor using garden shears to damage it. <laughs> the display at a dentist's office in Clinton, New Jersey, featured five mannequins dressed in lingerie, fishnet stockings, and colorful wigs, all holding Easter baskets and surrounded by Easter eggs. Are you serious? It drawed mixed reviews from neighbors as well as passer buyers to stop to take photos. What? A oh television boy. news crew oh. had filmed the uh, decorations around 1 p.m. Tuesday when a woman who lived in a home across the street from the dentist's office and identified as Desiree Mozart took it down. <laughs> oh, she took it down Man. on herself. She took it down. <laughs> I think I did something. She said, "I think I did something right." She said. <laughs> That's disgusting already. Oh, the owner God. of the display, who was Wayne Gotti, <laughs> of the Gotti mob, called it spoof. He called the ideal came to him when he saw giant Easter eggs while walking around a party city store. He couldn't. Have. And he came up with He that added that he liked Playboy bunnies. Okay. When he uh, was, out, he liked Playboy mm-hmm. bunnies when he was a child. <laughs> You're making and this thought, up. And thought the display would be funny. You're making this up. No, not at all. <laughs> That's really what he did. And this guy, is a, you said he's a dentist? Tom Mozart, who answered the door at the home where the woman lives, told The Record, which is a newspaper, she is not his wife, and her name is Desiree Stepstone. He He said, that woman is not my wife. (laughs) He said... He did not elaborate on his relationship with the woman, but said that she and her son live at the home with him. 
I told her, I told her, don't do it. Okay. Okay. She has to take responsibility for it. He, she has to take responsibility for it. He said, adding that she wasn't able to speak to the reporters. All right. So Gotti said that he is in the process of filing a restraining order against the woman. What? He thinks she appears to have been seeking attention rather than justice due to uh, immortal outrage. Clinton police are investigating the incident, but it wasn't clear Wednesday if the woman will face any charges. Gotti estimates the damage to his display at five hundred to a thousand dollars. My take on it. <laughs> he lived in the home with them. He wasn't getting no attention. He said, "Let me give you some, uh, uh, you know." Yeah, well, she Gotti gave her the one who put the display. But she gave her name it. as his last name. He said, that's not my wife, and that's not her last name. Uh, he, he said her said, last name. Let me name, be clear yeah. about this. But they live together. About this. Yeah, her but name not, is not. Now, she lives with this other man, not the man who had the, the mannequin. Right, the man across the street. Oh, she okay, gave, okay. The man she lives with, she gave her last his last name. Oh. Her first name and his last he name. He said, let me clear he this said, up for He said, first of all, her name is not, her last name is not Mozak. Okay, now. Okay. Oh. Her name is. Her name is Desire Stepstone. Mm-hmm. That's funny. He said, this happened trying to use my last name. And no, she is none of mine. She and her son live here. That's all I can tell you. Maybe trying to get some signals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like get out. <laughs> as long as it's not us. <laughs> I know that's right. All right, well. I'm going to go into, I'm just saying, I want to talk about, uh, my topic tonight is stop calling my phone. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know if anybody else is suffering through these random robocalls and all these calls that hit your phone, but that's what I'm talking about tonight. Stop calling my mother freaking phone. Uh I can't even count. Some days I'll get maybe, I don't know, eight, nine calls from numbers that look like my number. It'll have the same area code, the same, um, what do you call it, exchange, the same three numbers. Prefix. Prefix. Same area code, same prefix, but then a different thing on the back end. Mm -hmm. And they just keep calling. And if you ever bother to pick them up and see, it's either a recording or it's somebody trying to sell you health insurance or some other refinance something, help you with your student loans. Everybody got a racket. You know, and I'm just saying, stop calling my freaking phone. If I want your service, I will contact you. That's what Google is for. If I need refinancing or if I need health insurance or if I need to buy this or do this or do that, I can Google it and find you. Stop calling my daggone phone. So, and what what's interesting is that these people now have a way to mask their number that they're calling from, which is why it looks like it's close to your number. So when you see it, the object is to make you think, oh, that must be somebody you may know or someone who's near you because they want you to pick it up. But if you call the number back, it'll be a regular number for somebody who has no idea what you're talking about. Because the call didn't actually come from that number. That was the fake mask that they put on the number. They're calling from Lord knows where. 
and they don't tell you what company they're necessarily with. So if I wanted to call Better Business and complain, I can't even tell them who's calling me. All I know is these bastards keep ringing my freaking phone all day and all evening, and I am so tired of it. So (laughs) that's what I'm saying tonight. Stop calling my phone. I don't know what I can do about it. You know, I tried blocking the numbers, but like I said, you're blocking a number that they didn't call you from anyway, which is why they can continue to keep on calling you from other numbers that look like your number because that ain't where they called you from. They're probably calling you from their house or an 800 number or whatever, but it just looks like that number. So I I just feel like at this point you're at their mercy. So I I don't know what else we can do. You know, I really want to complain to the consumer protection uh, agencies, but I don't know who to tell them it's calling because you never get an, um, if you listen to, if they leave you a voicemail, if you play it back and listen, they never say, we're from the ABC company. They just say, oh, this is an important call. We want to help you with your this and that, or we want to uh, give you better rates on blah, blah, blah. Call us back at this number. And then if you call back on the number, you still can't find out who are you you probably are going to get a recording. And once they get you on the phone, they'll never let you go. So I'm just, you know, right now I guess all I'm saying tonight is I'm venting. I am tired of seeing that number, those random numbers pop up on my phone. Blocking doesn't help. You can't complain because you can't pinpoint who the heck they are. So that's all I'm saying tonight. Stop calling my beeping phone. You're getting on my nerves. Leave me alone. Go away. Get out. I'm just saying. Stop calling me. That's all I'm saying tonight. And half the time it's a recording. You can't even get the satisfaction of cussing them out or acting a fool because you're talking to a freaking machine. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Ah. All right, I'm going to shake it off okay. and make it my face hot. Stuff makes me angry. <laughs> anyway, put Papa Didi. I'm going to put them on the kiss it list. Yeah, definitely put them on the kiss it list. All you people that keep calling my phone. <laughs> you on the kiss it list, and you know who you are. Phone ringing bastards. Oh, excuse me. Uh-uh. Papa Didi, over to you. <laughs> Living for the city. <laughs> All right, what I want to talk about is, some. you know, it's amazing where racism rears his ugly head. In in the, in the major baseball league, there was a guy named uh, Tim Anderson, who was a shortstop for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Chicago got two teams: Chicago White Sox, two baseball teams, Chicago White Sox and Chicago Cubs. And this brother let off the game first first pitch, first bat, cracked a home run. His name was Tim Anderson. Now he took his bat, flung it back to the thing. Now everybody's pissed off because. You know, the sad part about it is that the biggest thing, like now the, the, the umpire, home plate umpire is an older dude who's racist as shit, okay? He's looking at, it's amazing how when black people do stuff, the first thing they look at is us being a hot dog or being a show-off. Now, Bryce Harper, who, who played for the Washington Nationals, now plays for the Philadelphia Phillies, will flip his bat all the time. And people would applaud that. But when Anderson did it, a black guy for the Chicago White Sox, the umpire 
was pissed off that he did it. And he was running around the bases talking stuff. They claimed he was cursing or whatever. So next time he came with the bat, the same pitcher he hit the home run off of hit him in the back with the pitch. And then at the, at the end of all the scuffle everything, the umpire threw Anderson out of the game. Not because of what happened during that particular scene, but because of what he did when he hit the home run in the beginning. Now, the reason why black participation is down in baseball, not only through the actual players, but the actual black people watching the game, because for one, when they build baseball fields, not only do they take away blacks out of that neighborhood, but they don't put a baseball field in the heart of a black neighborhood anymore. And most of your baseball fields was in the heart of a black neighborhood because that's where the space was. But now, and who the hell wanted to go out to the suburbs to represent the city? When you're representing the city, you're representing Philadelphia. You're not representing goddamn Levittown, 45 minutes away from Philadelphia. And you're representing D.C., you're not you're representing D.C. You're not representing D.C. and fucking Landover, Maryland, like the, the like the dumbass. Uh, I won't say I know there's some Washington Redskins fans, you know, <laughs> present company, but you know what I mean. I I just think that in in the case of Washington D.C., the space over at RFK Stadium area, over there off of Benning Road, is significant enough. For not only all the crap that they built over by the National Stadium. Have you seen that in Southeast? Oh, my God. That whole area is like, va-voom. And, and, and I think, in my opinion, that all that and all those acres that RFK Stadium sits on, not to mention all the land that leads up to Benning Road, all the entry points from Benning Road and every other place, all the public transportation that leads there, that the Washington Redskins could be so nestled there. But there again, they figured there's a lot of Negroes. The whole Benning Road thing is Negro Central. But what is the difference between a Negro and poor white trash? Is there any difference at all? You know what I mean? That's it. I mean, what's the difference between a, a burnt hamburger and a burnt hot dog? Is there any difference? Huh. They're both are burnt pieces of meat. They both taste good. So you can't, <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you can't judge what you think is whatever. I mean, it's just it's just amazing how they refuse to, the Redskins rather bash on the whole Landover, Maryland thing, and the news gets on and says, oh, we're all Washington Redskins, Here's a picture of, uh, of, 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 what is it called, FedEx Field. Mm -hmm. And then he got a little sign on the bottom of it, Landover Maryland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's better than Ralph Jones. And, but then during the commercials, yeah. but during, during the commercials, they show different pictures of monuments in D.C. They show the, the national, the monument, and Martha the King, and the White House. It ain't nowhere near that. They're off for two oh two. I mean it's just anyway, but like I said, getting back to Mr. Anderson and the racist ass uh I won't even say his name, the racist ass umpire in that game that night who got it in for black people so tough that he kicked Anderson out of the game and Anderson said, I'm not I'm not gonna stop being me, you know? 
When when your boy that's now who's making three hundred million dollars with the Phillies who played with the Nationals, every time he hits a home run, he flicks his bat back. When the brother did it, now you want to hit him in the back like he. But I just want to close on this: the coach or the manager, they call it manager in baseball, the manager of the Chicago White Sox, who's a Spanish man, he said, if you want the brother to stop celebrating, then strike his ass out. Okay? You want him to stop celebrating, flicking the ball at his home run, then strike his ass out. If you can't strike his ass out and he whacks a home run on your ass, stop bitching. Bob and Mike, stop bitching every night. Bob and Mike, stop bitching every night. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Okay. If you're a pitcher and you try to somebody celebrating on, on your behalf, yeah. what are you going to do? Don't Strike him. his ass Don't out. Strike him out. You didn't struck him out. He, the first pitch of the game, he knocked your ball up in the damn stairs. You need to get your shit together. Yeah, he's a show-off. He's a hot dog. No, he's not a show-off a hot dog. He knocked your fucking ball in the goddamn stands. Strike his ass out next time. But anyway. On, but on that same note, we were just looking at something on TV and the two commentators, one was black and one was white. Mm-hmm. The, the black guy, he cited for the, the ball player, but the white guy was like, yeah, he's just showing off. Like, like, yeah, like exactly. Well, yeah. that's been so traditional. You know, the beautiful thing about all that, i I got to honor him in all, in all lights. They put this man down and called him a hot dog forever, but they honor him now years later, and that's Deion Sanders. Oh, okay. Deion is. Sanders was the that's biggest how, hot dog that ever rolled through money. the game, but that yep. man was good. That's how he made his money. He was good. He was an interception grabber. When he was on defense, he was grabbing interception. When he was on offense, he was scoring touchdowns, and he played baseball at the right. same time. He, to me, he was he was an entertainer. Yes, he was. He Jerry Curl wearing whole nine. Doing his <clears throat> but he was an entertainer. Mm-hmm. And and look, and a money grabber. Yeah, he, he went he through four wives and six legitimate children. Well, well he got he plenty. Of, he got plenty of those teams to give him money. Yeah, of course. And, I, and Deion I, Sanders is the number one guy that says, "Look, hey." But who does that? Go from Cowboys, go to Redskins. Come on now. Who does that? <laughs> <They> <laughs> want that That's what I'm saying. So I, hey, I commend him. All right. We're going to get straight to the Hollywood wrap up. Y'all ready? Yeah, we're ready. Thank you, Papa. That was a good one. Buckle up, buckle up. Things they did. I know. Buckle up, buckle up, Buttercup. Adam Levine. Everybody knows Adam Levine from Maroon 5 and The Voice. He's the coach on The Voice. Uh-oh. Him and his wife, they're selling their home, where she's um, one of the top models. She remains one of the most successful models in the world. Excuse me. Really? Miss um, Bahati um, Prenslow. No, you got pictures. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not going in that. They no. get they get ready to sell their their home, their million dollar mansion for forty seven point five million. This um, home was originally Ben and um, Jennifer um, Garner, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's home. Wow. They had um, purchased the um, home from them for twenty twenty four million dollars. Damn. They're gonna make a pretty good profit. <clears throat> yep. So. It has uh, 10,000 square feet and includes five bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. Who needs 12 bathrooms? I don't understand it. Okay. Um, This property is one of the most spectacular homes in Beverly Hills, the perfect blend of old Hollywood completely updated and remodeled. It has a chef's kitchen, screening room, gym, guest room, 
and so on. Got an outdoor kitchen, pizza oven, um, swimmer's pool, tennis court, putting green. So you don't have to go anywhere, right? No. <laughs> no, you don't. Right. So if y'all got about 48 million lying around, go for it. They're probably going to do like, uh, what's his name, um, the ball player, Michael Jordan. It took him a long time to sell his home. I'm not even sure if he sold it. Not yet. Anyway, he got plenty of money. Kodak Black, a well-known rapper, just as crazy, arrested for possession of marijuana, a Glock 9. He was crossing the border from Canada to U.S. He thought he was trying to he was trying to get back in the U.S. He's currently behind bars after getting busted while traveling um, into the U.S. to try and make a scheduled show in Boston. Um, he's jailed in Niagara County. Hmm, Niagara Falls County, huh? Mm. And uh, uh, still in custody and $20,000-$40,000 cash bond on charges of criminal possession of a weapon and unlawful possession of marijuana. He was driving a, a Cadillac Escalade with two other men. Of course, they said they didn't uh, know how the gun got in there. They uh, <laughs> They said neither one of them knew anything about the gun, so they just arrested all of them. Also, um, a Porsche was also traveling with the Escalade and was found to have two loaded handguns and a third in the trunk, along with more marijuana. <laughs> what yep. were they thinking? So his his, his 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 record is called "Wake Up in the Sky." <laughs> he 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 woke up in the sky, all right. <laughs> and uh, he was to appear in Boston, like I said, at the House of Blues. So um, they did say the crowd became so unruly that the Boston Police Department actually put out a notice to avoid the area due to the crowd getting, quote-unquote, out of control. Mm. Can't do it. Oh, House, House of Blues, you know they're going to pay at least $100 a pop, at least. Mm-hmm. You know that. So them folks, they, were, they were mad. He's locked up. <laughs> yeah. And they put on... Um, Facebook and Twitter, you know. If he's in Niagara County, it means that they got busted in Montreal. Mm-hmm. That's the Montreal in, in entry area there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's several entry areas, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Um, Queen B has done it again. Right. Beyonce, she has a new um, a documentary out on Netflix, and it dropped yesterday. It's two hours and seventeen minutes. It shows the behind-the-scenes documentary about Queen Bee's fascinating, um, her, um, you know, the, her show and everything, and it uh, salutes black colleges also. You know, a boy had to be there. Jay-Z, he was there. Um, also, Destiny's Child was there. Um, this is a this documentary is a collaboration of um, two of the um, Coachellos. Uh, they put piece it together, so... But uh, they showed it at the um, uh, latest Coachella. Uh, they showed it then. But you can check it out on Netflix. So it's available. And the um, the two um, dancing twins, what are their names again, Ridwine? Uh, Lay Twins. Lay Twins. They were off the chain. Mm-hmm. You're not familiar with Lay Twins, uh, Papa. Mm-hmm. They're French dancers yeah. that were on World of Dance. Yes. And you talking about somebody. They won World of Dance last year. They sure did. Yeah. Those brothers dance. They twin dance. twin black guys that are French. Yeah. My people. Your people. And they they Got they on. do like hip hop dancing and they are so good. Yeah. They on point. Last but not least, Wendy Williams and her 
Hubby, Kevin Hunter. They're officially um, not together anymore, but he is officially off her show as executive producer. He's been on this since 2008. He's been on there that long? Wow. Mm. Uh, also said, uh, William, she beefed up her security around the show because of his allegedly abusive behavior. So, Yep. She should have probably left a long time ago. Yeah. So she just came, is she coming out of that um, rehab house yet? I'm not sure yeah, if she's she going back and forth. Cocaine. Yeah, but she might be still going back and forth. I know she's back on the show now, but mm-hmm. she might be still, you know, going. Yeah, I thought I thought I heard she was wrapping that up or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, good report. Yep. Okay. Now I feel like I know what's going on. Oh. Oh, I mean everything. Oh, okay. I can't get over Kodak Black. What in the heck were they thinking? I know. What, what, what? Do you they're going to ride right through the border like that. And then you're not even driving a little Hyundai or uh, maybe a... Uh, they're just flashy. Ford Escalade and a Porsche. Oh, come on. Just really? stupid. You're going to do that? How about getting a minivan? How about getting a Dodge Caravan? See what I'm saying? <laughs> So, so they they going to open up there. They could have got a Dodge Caravan with some babies. We got good. They could have got a Dodge Caravan with some babies, a couple car seats. Yep, yep. No, nah, they got to come over. Because because they're going to ask you why are you coming back over. They ask exactly. you questions. And then you have to declare whatever you're bringing yep, over the yep, board. Yep, yep. That's what I said. They might as well have just stood up the sunroof, out the sunroof. You know they were doing a little. We got weed. We got drugs. You know we got smell. guns. You know they're doing a little smoke smoke in the car. You know smell. <laughs> weed smells too. Well, so even stupid. when you don't light it up, it still smells. That's no. so stupid. Like smoke. Oh my god. I mean, really, it's so stupid. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, we got this cocktail of the week called the the, the beggars banquet. Oh, beggars banquet. Okay. Two tells. Beer cocktails are really easy to make. They maintain their effervescence when they are gently stirred rather than vigorously shaken. Gently. Beer has become very sophisticated and is the perfect base for a cocktail. And why not? So, this is uh, two ounce of bourbon. Mm-hmm. Okay, Poppy. On your lines. Three-fourth ounces of maple syrup. Eh, he don't put that in there. A half an ounce of um, fresh lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Five ounces of lager. Chill. Um, garnished with an uh, orange wheel. And um, this is in a double, uh, the glass is double rocks. So add the bourbon, maple syrup, and lemon juice to a rock glass and stir. And add ice topped with lager and uh, stir gently. Garnish with the orange wheel. Lager. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's the beggar's banquet. We'll put we'll it up on the website. on that lager. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell the people what the kiss it list is, Pop? All right. Well, the, the moose head. Yeah, the moose head. <laughs> kiss it list is the list that uh, we compiled of everybody to show their butt hiney over the last couple of weeks. And uh, so they can get away with it. Like your boy, what's his name? Uh, Came in from Montreal trying to get back into uh, <laughs> yeah, Niagara Black, Black. Black. Kodak Black. And was supposed to do a show. Damn, bro. <laughs> now you done lost the gun and the marijuana. Yeah, and the show. What a week. Yeah, really. 
That boy lost about ten thousand dollars. His manager probably pissed him. He lost about twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, he probably smacked him upside his head a couple times. But that's well, he's on the first. He's the first one then on the kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kodak Black. Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. Kodak dumb. And I have um. See what? Uh, I I've got Attorney General Barr. Okay. Put him on the kitchen list just mm-hmm. for being a sucker to Trump. Okay. Start off with a clean record. Now he's all tarred and feathered. Yeah. I got Andrew Lippy. Yes, the guy who bought the island for eight million and then stole three hundred dollars from Kmart. Mm-hmm. And um, Robert Kraft, of course, got to put him on there. Yep. Roger Cadell, just because. <laughs> yeah, just because. I've got the robocallers, all of them. Yeah. Uh, the entire Mueller report. Okay. Which is a bunch of sh- yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sarah Sanders. Isn't she gone? <laughs> oh, she's still around. Is she? Oh, Sarah Sanders. Yeah, Sarah something. Sanders, Huckabee, whatever her I name is. Someone. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. And Kellyanne Conway. That's what I'm thinking about. Uh, that racist umpire you were talking about. Yeah. Put him on the list. Also, I've got a couple of guards up in Cincinnati at a jail. Their names are Faye and Dalton, who laughed when a white supremacist stabbed several black inmates that were cuffed to a table, instead of offering medical assistance, they sat back and laughed Hmm. while these brothers were stabbed and bleeding and everything, so Hmm. I'm putting them on the kiss-it list. The only only way they're going to win is to tie them up, because if you're you're uncuffing, they'll whoop your ass. There you go. Anybody else? Um, The woman, Moke, well, she called herself Moke, the name of the guy, the one that messed up the mannequins. Of the guy that had the mannequin. Oh, yeah, Desiree, on. what's her name, that Desiree. went out there and messed up that man's mannequin Easter. Him, too. Like, yeah. Not, too. Yeah, all yeah, of them. That whole scene. Let him crazy. That whole scene. That whole scene. Mm. All right, well, we have a prize for all the people on this week's Kiss It list. Kiss Here's my entire my ass All right, welcome back to the John Party. When he was Papa D, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Uh-huh. Long swag, darling. Okay, okay. Your last my, word, Papa. My going? last word, first of all, is that I, I've reached another decade in my life. Uh, I am now the big six zero. Not to tell my age, but I will. Shit, I don't give a damn. I tell them. Oh, happy birthday. 60 years old. How about that? And I'm not... I'm not uh, old and gray. I'm not all crazy and messed up. I don't. I don't see uh, Alzheimer's in my near future. Although mm. my mom suffers at this point, I don't know what the destiny is it for me. But um, right now, I'm, everything is cool. My knees hurt a little bit when I wake up. My my side hurts a little bit. You know, I got the ailments of everything. You know, whatever men go through, prostate, whatever. You know, 
whatever those those are listed born with balls can understand the old prostate thing. Oh if you're not born with balls, God. you probably wouldn't understand the old prostate thing. Anyway. Okay. TMI. Yeah. My last word is TMI. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. I want to say uh, happy birthday to Papa Didi. <laughs> Talking like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> happy birthday to Papa Didi and all the other folks who celebrated a birthday this month, I just want to say happy birthday. Go to Aries. You. Aries. We're in Aries and until the 22nd. Uh, happy birthday Go to... Aries. May I finish? Aries. I like the view. Can I finish? Is it, it's my turn to talk. Can I finish? Aries. I'm to finish. See, I'm trying to talk, and you won't... <laughs> Aries Ram. <laughs> Boom. Fire sign. Uh-uh. First sign is Zodiac. Boom. I'm doing Blondie on the view. Can I talk? It was my turn to talk, and you just interrupted me. Oh, I'm trying oh, to make my point. You and know. you wouldn't let me make my point. Yeah, Aries is the first See, time I'm, I'm still trying to make my point, so I just won't say anything. All right, well, don't say anything. See, that's how they do on the view. Um, anyway, Aries. I want to say a special happy birthday to Grandman. Hmm. And uh, just thank everybody for hanging out Another with Aries. us this week. Um, you know? I don't know what to say about all these fires and all these people acting crazy. You know, y'all need to just chill. That's all I can say. Everybody needs to just chill. Over to you, Cal. They need to get some, uh, I don't want to say it, but I'll leave it alone. They need to get some medication. That's what they need. But um, I hope not those opioids because that that is a big epidemic now. Um, They were talking early about um, a doctor and some nurse practitioners they um going to jail because this guy he administered almost a million opioids oh pills. My gosh. And he was taking uh it was a dentist too. He was taking out people's tooth didn't need to be taken out. But administering opo opioids. So hey. Y'all just beware. Uh caviar what is it, uh caviar mTOR. Please beware. Dentist, nurse practitioner, whoever, if they say opioids, you better run. So <laughs> yeah, so just be careful. That's, that's that's a heavy knock, narcotic. So, all right. Well, thanks for hanging with us. You can check us out on apajamaparty.com. Don't forget the letter A in front of that. Apajamaparty.com. We appreciate you hanging with us. Make sure you tell somebody. Share the uh, share the wealth. Tell somebody about the show. We appreciate it. Uh, until next week, we're gonna sign off, and uh, we'll be back next Friday. Do it all over again. Say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. And say good night, Kevin. Good night, everybody. And bonsoir till next week. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabi ko. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show, and good night. Put some party cool, keep it real for you.